Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Brownie Points Guide to Cinema Star Wars Recap episode. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And in these exclusive bonus episodes, we are recapping every single live-action Star Wars film leading up to the release of Rise of Skywalker. Nick, this is our final bonus episode. Let the people know which film we saved for last. Probably the most controversial Star Wars movie of all time. Uh, Ryan, Rain, Steve, however you pronounce his first name, uh, Johnson's Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Sorry, I was trying to do a pork voice. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> like, no one stuttered like that in the movie. <laughs> God, I hate those things. All right, guys, welcome to the show. As we said in the introduction, this is our final episode of the bonus Star Wars recap series. And boy, did we save the best for last. Rain Johnson's The Last Jedi. Full disclosure, I literally just finished this movie less than half an hour ago. Nick, you watched this yesterday. And... Oh boy, there is a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, this did not hold up like I thought it would. For me, honestly, this... Honestly, this was about as good and bad as I remember watching it before. Like, I mean, I know we don't do a spoiler, like, warning. Like, you can just consider the whole episode a spoiler warning. But I, I'll i say it up front. I still give this fan... or Sorry, I give this film... <laughs> I give this fan film. <laughs> oh, I, I know some people I call this a fan film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I give this movie still a full pan of brownies. Um, and if you haven't listened to any of our regular episodes, um, a great, if not outright masterpiece, is a full pan of brownies with sprinkles and icing on top. A pretty good film overall is a full pan of brownies. A so-so, whatever, 50-50 is a half pan. A pretty bad overall film but not terrible is a single brownie and then a very bad to outright dumpster fire is so bad you do not get a brownie you get a raisin cookie i honestly give the last jedi a full pan i i had a lot more fun with this movie than the problems i had with it uh i definitely think this movie has some problems but um i mean we can dive into what we think is wrong with it but i just wanted to throw that out there in the beginning that i i still overall like this movie i think rain did a pretty good job with honestly the ballsy approach that he had with this pretty i I don't really want to say subversive i think that's a little strong because this still feels a lot like a star wars movie for the most part but um the bold way and the bold decisions that he had I think most of them work. Again, a couple of them don't, but overall, I, I, I do leave really, Dan really to, enjoy this movie. Leave to defend the artist on this one. Well, <laughs> okay, well, Rain, okay, well, defend the artist. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, thank God he didn't do something like that, but. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I mean is you, you're going to defend the guy for having an artistic vision. I, 
I I don't blame him for uh, trying something different. Um, you know, Star Wars has been something that has followed very strict guidelines forever, and I I don't really blame him for trying something you know creative and different. There's several things that don't work in this movie. Um, when I first saw the movie, I remember coming out of it really liking it and thinking it was a really if you would have if we would have had this podcast back then, I probably would have rated it a very weak sprinkles or a uh, a full pan. Having rewatched it, I a lot of the beginning doesn't work for me anymore. Um, I can't stand the casino stuff. Um, but a lot of the beginning worked for me the first couple times I saw it. It doesn't anymore. Um, I think the humor is awkward and doesn't match the tone. Um, the casino planet stuff really contradicts what the tone of the, cause it honestly, it's a very dark and bleak movie. And then they just throw the casino stuff in there and the tone doesn't match. And then once they're back, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, the ending of the, of this works really, really well for me. Um, but I, I only give it a half pan. There's a ton of stuff in it that doesn't work. There's a couple, there's a, a new character introduced Rose. I don't really like anything she does in this movie. Um, I, I will say, you know, my least favorite scene in the movie, and it, it's it's been this way since the first time I saw it, because it's it's like the Iron Man three twist. Once it happens, it actually takes me out of the movie for about three minutes, where I realize I'm watching a movie. Uh, the Leia, you know, scene where she and I've said it since the first time I saw it, where she just farts herself back into the spaceship. Um, I'm not saying Leia can't use the Force. That's not what I'm getting at. She's in the vacuum of space. Like, that right. should have killed her. Like, I, I'm, not, okay. I'm not upset about the Force thing. I'm not upset about the Force thing. She's in space without any kind of protective gear. She should be dead. Um, but there are several things I really like about the movie. Um, everything with Kylo Ren in this is great. Um even as awkward as the shirtless scene, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to do this I, I right really now. I <laughs> really like the Kylo Ren stuff. I, I think his development is, I, his development in this movie is what the prequel trilogy could not pull off in three movies. Um, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you and agree that everything with Kylo Ren and Ray, like when Ray yes. is interacting with him, and anything just involving Kylo, hands down, is the best uh, – or are the best moments of this movie. Rain Johnson and, did him a huge service in this movie. And and something that I didn't really uh, notice until I watched it this time – I haven't – okay, so I haven't really watched this movie in probably a year. I remember watching it when it came out, and then I got the Blu-ray – I watched it twice in the theater when it came out, and I got the Blu-ray, and I didn't like. like I, I watched it once when I got the Blu-ray. Well, oh, the funny thing about the first time I saw this in theaters, Kelsey and I were actually going to just pick up our tickets, and we and it was Thursday night, and we saw that they had Thursday night uh, screenings, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess we'll go see it, 
and or I was like, oh, we got a chance to see it, and they go, yeah, we got a bunch of seats open for our eight o'clock. So we just got tickets and sat in great seats, and this wasn't when the theater had reserved seating. Got great seats, like just wandering in. So it's kind of this one was kind of weird. Um, Dude, that sounds like such a fluke. Like, yeah, I, it felt really fluky. Dude, I I mean I I already talked about last week when. I got super lucky and was able to see episode seven just by myself with my buddy. And it was a pretty much a private showing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I remember watching episode eight. I had to go to just a regular showing and um, just with my wife while she was uh, not working too. And I mean, we went opening weekend, but it went, it was your, it was your standard fare. Like there are people uh, shouting, there were people applauding, like, I mean, nothing like that disruptive, but, like, it was your, sta- it was your standard big no temple Avengers, affair. No uh, Endgame F yeah guy? No, not that, no. <laughs> That's the um, The close, no, they're, the closest thing to that would probably be the teenagers screaming when I saw 47 meters down, but, no, like, or maybe I guess a more relatable one would be like I could audibly hear people crying when Nicole and I went and saw Infinity War in theaters together opening weekend. But <laughs> no, but yeah, no, dude, nothing out of the ordinary when I saw this on opening weekend, like just on a regular showing sold out theater. I was still in New York at the time. This one, um, back to Kylo Ren, this one uh, makes me feel like and having watched it this time is the first time I noticed it made me feel like Kylo Ren has a really hard time living with himself. Yeah, this one, this one definitely, this film definitely focused a lot more. Like it did a great job at taking what was kind of like seeded in the first film and really just allowing, um, Adam playing Kylo Ren to, to really have the most emotional performance in the whole film outside of Luke. Like when you think about well, it, what's funny, like, you're talking about emotional. What's funny is the scene with the fight with the guards. What's funny is Kylo Ren is the Sith. Ray is the Jedi. Kylo Ren is the like least like angry person fighting. I'm like, I find it funny that the Jedi is in full on rage mode and the Sith is like calculating every move. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even really think about that. I was just kind of overwhelmed like, with like she's like screaming and slamming her lightsaber into the ground and stuff. And Kylo Ren's like, all right, well if I hit this guy, then I gotta punch him in the face, and then I can parry him, and then I kick that other guy in the jaw. And meanwhile, well, he Rage knows- is like, I'm a rage monster. Well, he knows their moves better than she does. Like she, like I mean, if I want to play devil's advocate, he like she probably with them actually. Well, she, I mean, she was the captive. She doesn't know, like, she's just got to go on instinct in the force, like, guiding her, I guess. Like, I mean, maybe that's conjecture, but Kylo Ren knows these guys, and he has been a part of this uh, industrial complex, like, and he realizes that he's outgrown what Snoke and um, the, the, the New Order had been up to at this point, and he's now, like... I know exactly what we need to do, and that just, is not at all how I took it. I took it as he's tired of being the uh, the patsy, like when. Well, that's, when, that that uh, could be tied he, into the same thing. Like, I mean, he he could think 
the same thing like you're saying like i'm tired of being a patsy i'm ready to be the leader i'm ready to i know what we need to do to actually win this i know what we need to do i'm tired of being the patsy for your failed efforts like i'm ready to just take this take this s over like yeah he uh so let's just talk about the big mic drop of the movie. I will. I remember the first time I saw it when he kills Snoke. Oh wait, that's the big what? mic drop, or we're not talking about uh, any of the other mic drops that happened, like when Luke throws his yeah, lightsaber. Okay, or... actually, let's talk about that. Well, no, no, no. Ryan I mean, Johnson I don't want to. Got the. This is the movie I realized Disney did not have a plan, um, because well, yeah, Force you... Awakens was good. And then they had uh, Rogue One, which was fantastic. Yes. And then they did this. Man, they didn't have an idea of what they wanted. No, because you they, you. they basically just they they set up their franchise with Force Awakens and then just gave it to this guy and said, do what you want. And he basically goes, well, I don't like Snoke. I'm going to kill him without really giving any explanation to who he is. I don't like Kylo Ren's helmet. He's going to break it in early in the movie and just not wear it because why do we need another Darth Vader? I don't like <laughs> anything with Ray's parents. So she's just a nobody. And I also, uh, I, <laughs> I also don't like the uh, rebels really having any hope at all. So I'm just going to do away with that. He, he I, just he just takes like four things and just annihilates them in this movie. He and takes that, he takes the he takes the core concept of there is no story without conflict and he injects everything that JJ did in the first film with steroids. Like literally every I mean, single pivotal moment what is the opposite reaction that is going to get um, more conflict added? Like, oh my god, Luke is our savior. Nah, he doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. Uh, I mean, there's... here's the thing. Kudos <laughs> kudos to having the balls to do this. Um, doesn't mean every decision was good. I don't like... Okay, the, the thing with Rey is going to be changed in the next movie. There's no way... They build her up like that in the first movie, and then they're just like, yeah, her parents were drunks, and they sold her to go for beer money. There is no way they let that hold up. They're going to be like, really, oh, he was just trying to, he was trying to emotionally manipulate you when you were vulnerable. That's what Sith do. I actually Literally, really... they're going, there's no way they don't do that. I really buy your theory that you were telling me about, um, that that was just some manipulation by kylo like watching this again i okay let me okay let me let me say this i think that's what they're gonna say in the next movie i really think ryan johnson was like no dude screw this she doesn't have to be a skywalker or related to anybody she can just be a jedi because they just show up in the galaxy that well, that is what ryan wanted in this movie and honestly, that's not a bad idea either. Like, honestly, I remember even the first time I watched this, like, I really love the idea that just anybody could be a Jedi. And, like, that's what's alluded to at the very end of this movie with the little kids I, is that anybody could be a I Jedi. Love, I, I love that thought. I do. 
I don't love that thought in this movie after you spent the whole first movie building up like she's got to be related to some big character from the other movies. Um, okay, that's okay. There's the, our fir- there's our first disagreement because I kind of love that like. Even though, no, they probably weren't thought of in the same thought tank together. I still think it works kind of well that, like, I think out of all the well, subversions like, that Rain Johnson does, I kind of really it, love that twist. That well, the thi- Okay, the other thing with all his subversions, and it's it's an argument I've heard since since the first reviews I heard for this movie, and I agree, and I agree with this argument. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that his ideas are bad, but, okay... If you subvert expectations with pretty much everything, yes, that's good because you're not just giving me what I expect. You're having my brain stay active. But at the same time, if you do it with every decision like he does in this movie, that's not creative at that point. That's just, oh, it's the opposite of what you think. Oh, it's the opposite of what you think. It's the opposite of what you're expecting. It just if everything's the opposite of what we're expecting, that's not being creative. If you pick and choose what the opposite is so that you can tell a compelling story, yes, that is good storytelling. I'm not okay, I'm not saying it's bad storytelling. What I'm saying is I can I I do see where people see that as not being creative and being kind of lazy. Because certain certain things, uh, that's how I see them. Like the Ray thing, that was to me that was kind of pointless. Uh, I don't mind him killing Snoke. Uh, Leia not dying in space because, dude, uh, Carrie died filming this movie. Everybody went into this going, Carrie's gonna die in this movie. She gets uh, well, blown. Like I remember, I hold, remember hold on. We need to, watching hold. the movie, and when she starts like twitching, I went, "You had your out. What are you doing?" Hold on, we need to clarify. She didn't die like on set or anything. She was done with this movie. But <laughs> help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only. <clears throat> no, she, she, she <laughs> was done with this movie, and she started having a heart attack while she was on a flight that they grounded and then she died in the hospital like i think a day or two later but um i just wanted to clarify that real quick not to completely interrupt your thought but um i want to i want what i mean is but what i mean is you have from what i understand she wasn't done finished filming her scenes uh, okay like, maybe maybe i'm wrong i i thought because she, i thought she was done I to, a lar- like a large chunk of her coma really feels like okay we had we didn't have the, her middle stuff done we had her beginning and her end but man you had you had your chance like she died you blow up the bridge of a spaceship she's on and she gets sucked out into space there you go you got your out she's dead she died in the movie and she's then when she's floating out in space I remember in the theater. I didn't I didn't shout this, but I remember in the theater when her finger twitches, I went, you have your out. What are you doing? Like, you got it. She's dead. Like, you don't need to do anything anymore. And then she's like, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. And then she ends up back in the in the ship. Okay, I since we're talking about this first before any of the other scenes that I definitely want to talk about. 
I am 100% okay with this. Like, having... And this is more from the context of us having watched all the other movies, like, in the past 10 weeks. I... I honestly buy that in the almost 30 years it's been between episode 8 and episode 6 that there's no way that she didn't get in tune with the Force, especially after finding out that Luke was her brother. I'm, and I just I, – hold on. I just – yeah, I'm I'm completely okay with this. I completely buy that in a life or death situation like that, she could have honed in with the Force. And I mean, it's not like that she got into the ship and was just like, "Who survived?" Like, no, she ended up in a coma. Like, I I honestly was not a uh, a big deterrent from that scene. I honestly kind of thought that was one of the cooler twists in the movie. That I I because I remember my heart sinking when I saw that. And thinking, oh my god, they actually just killed her off right in the beginning. But then, I'm... oh cool, she ended up being a big pivotal moment at the very end. And the Force saved her when she needed it the most. Like, I, I honestly was I'm a big okay. fan of that. I'm okay with Leia being able to get in tune with the Force powers. I, I am. It's one, okay. Just not when she's supposed to be it's... dead in space. <laughs> yes, so it, it it's, kind of, it's kind of my point that I'm getting at with the subverting expectations. Okay, I'm cool with what you... I'm cool with the idea you're giving me. I'm not cool with the execution of the idea. And it happens multiple times in the movie. Um, I'm I'm okay with, uh, you know, her touch, getting in touch with the Force. I'm not really okay with it in the instance that the movie portrays. I'm okay with... I'm okay with them figuring out how to track people through hyperspace and that they have to disable that their ability to do that. Not okay with how they go about it because of the casino planet stuff. Um, oh, okay. Can, I'm, well, cool I'll, I'll... With, I'm cool. I'm cool with, I'm cool with Luke, you know, when Ray hands him the lightsaber, I'm cool with him saying, I, 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 I okay. I will say, I, I before getting to that part, I will say this. I love the fact that uh, Luke turns his back on the Jedi in this movie. The uh, the reason being is, and everyone's like, oh, well, he saw, he didn't give up on Darth Vader, but he's willing to give up on Kylo Ren, just a kid. And I was like, man, t- to me, that really screams to how dark and corrupted Kylo had become, or Luke saw him co- becoming. Darth Vader didn't make him want to kill him, and kylo ren after he saw that he's like there's no way this ends well we have to kill him i'm fine with that but so getting back to what i was saying i'm fine with luke turning his back to the jedi and not wanting to train ray i'm not cool with he takes the lightsaber and then he just like chucks it over his shoulder like who cares i'm a hermit dude just because okay that brings me to the comedy man the comedy does not work in this when you're uh outside of like a first time seeing it at a theater because the first time where you're not expecting these things to happen where it's just like the the final shot of uh force awakens and then all of a sudden it continues and he just chucks it over his shoulder that's funny because who the hell thought that was going to happen when it's your third or fourth time seeing the movie and you know it's coming it's a really weak joke that doesn't pay off and so many of the joke like 
this movie starts with Poe saying, I'm I'm I'll hold for Kylo Ren or I'll hold for General Hux. He's acting like he can't hold him and he's and then he makes a your mama joke. It's a Star Wars movie. Why is this in a Star Wars movie? I I do agree. I The I comedy's wanna, really weak in I, this movie. I wanna make a brief And they re- rely really hard on the comedy. I want to make a brief rebuttal about Luke after my my agreeance with the humor in this movie because I I do agree with you. Like, I think this is my third time watching this movie, and really, pretty much every attempt at humor in this is really really bad, except for excuse me, uh, except for when he tickles Ray with the leaf. I honestly, I still think that's really funny. Like, and he just smacks her in the face with it. That one's all right. That one's okay. Like, like, I don't find it. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you that it's really funny, but that one's okay. Oh, the I, other love ones are kind I love it. I love it when he's just like, reach out. Can you feel but, it? And she's like, oh, I feel it. And then bam, right in the face. Like, <laughs> but what I'm, but what I'm getting at is, you know, that one's okay, but the the rest of them are pretty groan inducing. Yeah, I no, I agree. The rest of the humor in the film is kind of awkward. Like just like I mean, you were saying like I agree with you. I even texted you the same thing. It's just like, dude, this movie's tone is way too dark for some of the attempt it's at like way comic too dark relief. For the comedy. They this one this one. What's really weird is this one feels like they went really hard at kids while having probably the most adult storyline possible. Like, which is weird because like, like outside of that, it doesn't feel like there was really that much kind of a producer conflict. Like I, it doesn't come off to me like there was really like a Kathleen versus Ray or brain. Conflict. No, it feels it feels way too written because the comedy the comedy is the subvert your expectations type of comedy, where it's like I wasn't expecting that. Like when when Ray is. Uh, training with the lightsaber and she cuts the rock and then it just like flies down the or breaks up down the mountain and then they cut to the nuns i guess and oh, that, the rock okay, just like was, destroys their wagon okay it's that like, was that was funny i thought that was pretty funny too um oh oh come on it, I, that's thought hilarious. It was I, just... I thought it was funny the first time i saw it because i was not expecting that jump cut Oh, um, dude, it's it's still funny. Like, it's this completely serious moment where she's training and then, like, she cuts the rock and it's like, oh, I was a little too strong. And then the the effect of that cause is, oh, come on, you destroyed one of our huts and now you break up my wagon. Like, honestly, that I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, But uh, anyway, back to what I was talking about with with Luke and right, his, right. him turn, turning against the Jedi Order. Right, right, right. Okay, yes, we that, have, we have I, I to talk about this I know that was something that with fans was a really big point of contention for this movie. And I, I understand why, but people are like, I can't believe Luke would turn his back on the Jedi Order. Luke wouldn't do that. Luke wouldn't do that. And people, it's like, one to me, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I think... I think you're just thinking they don't understand the character. Think about what he didn't dis- like. Think about how bad Darth Vader was, and the fact that he goes, "There's good in him. I know there's good in him. We can turn him." He didn't see that in Kylo Ren. That speaks to how evil Kylo Ren can be. I I've gone through a whole to me to me, 
to me, it de- it develops Kylo Ren much more than it inc- incorrectly is characterization of Luke. That's that's kind of honestly where I'm leaning towards too. Like I was texting you leading up to this, like after we watched episode six, like we didn't even watch episode seven yet, and after we finished the original trilogy, my first thought was, oh my god. I kind of have a better understanding about where people were coming from from episode eight. Like the fact yeah. that he was so gung ho and so just the Jedi, the Jedi. Well, like, was, the other thing, too, he was younger and, dude, we're close to what Luke's age was. We're pretty stubborn. Oh, dude. I, like, if we get something in our head, sometimes we're just so stubborn it's hard to get out. At that point, Luke's like, what, 50? He's probably withered and beaten down. Well, oh, I think he's older than 50 in this movie, but I, but that's, it's kind of No, no, like, no, at the, at the point where he decided to try and kill Kylo. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's about right, I bet. Um, but what I was getting at is kind of the same thing I was getting at with Leia, like, the fact that Leia could be so in tune with the Force at this point in her life, like, Luke has aged so significantly he's been doing his thing for this long and then just a new generation's coming in and he sees something he's never seen before and something in him through kylo just frightens him and it's not that he completely betrays the jedi as evident in the end it's just Something shell-shocked him so bad that he was afraid, and this fear, he did let the fear get to him, and we're all human, and Luke especially, as we've seen in the original films, is human. He ends up going through and turning Vader back in the original trilogy, but at this point, he, like you were saying, he must – I don't I, – I can't – possibly explain what he saw because i mean we don't know what he saw but something the purest of evil within kylo he saw a takashi 69 rap video and he's like oh my god no he saw the sith equivalent of two girls one cup um <laughs> but uh kylo, but no i i kylo agree this- i i agree that he it it's believable like watching this again again i just finished this movie well now an hour ago i do buy it like i i was on that fence but no i'm on the team of i really like that luke's story went this way and the fact that he's got a redemption at the end too yeah like well this this is this is a subversion of a twist that ryan johnson does that works for me and it it really works for me um it, and it does kind of lead, like like I said, I, I think Kylo Ren has a hard time living with himself because, you know, a lot of stuff you see in other Star Wars movies shows, you know, oh, the Sith love being a Sith. And this one, like, you can tell he clearly hates, like, the Jedi way because he's like, the Jedi tried to kill me with all their te- their teachings are, are lies and uh, hypocritical. They were going to kill me for no reason and they were they were the aggressor. He so pro- he's yeah yeah he's projecting he becomes, Luke as the whole issue with the Jedi in general. Just well yeah, yeah why wouldn't you? Your god uncle was trying to kill you. Yeah, justifiably he's doing that. But 
well, ju- justifiably, he's projecting all the issues as Luke. But right, right. Um, the other thing, man, like even even as as recently as uh, Force Awakens, like it, it seems like he really enjoys being a Sith. I mean, he's not like skipping through a field of daisies about it, but he he seems like he's content and likes his life and stuff like that. Um, and this movie. Like I said, dude, I have a hard time believing Kylo Ren has a can live with himself. He seems just miserable the entire time. Like he goes and talks to his master after being embarrassed by someone uh, who never held a lightsaber, and the guy just rips him a new a hole the whole time. He smashes his helmet to smithereens in the elevator because he's so frustrated. But he also, he's also like the guy's like, I question your dedication. He goes. He's like, I killed my own dad, man. Like, I've literally given you everything. And what I took more a, do you need? And I took a lightsaber then, to the freaking face. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the back. And he's like, and then it's like, okay, well, he goes out and Ray comes in. He brings him in, and the, and then his master starts berating him again and saying that you know he's like, I knew. He's like, I'm I'm done. I'm almost done with him and things like like to his face. He's saying things where he's like, where uh, Ren's Kylo finally starts realizing, uh, I'm a means to an end for this guy. So I I love that he turns the lightsaber on Snoke and kills him. I would have liked to have known who Snoke was, but I don't have. A, I actually applaud the movie for killing Snoke. Maybe let me find out who he was, but that but that's another that's another instance of, I like the subverting your expectations idea. But yes. the execution of it, I don't like in this movie. I want to commend this. I want to add on top of what you said for an extra higher uh, accommodation for this. I love it because it reemphasizes who the point of this movie is. The points of this movie are Luke, Ray, Kylo, and I. We can talk about. Um, we can talk about some of the other characters that are technically oh, the points, I got, but believe they're... me, I got one I want to point out as being a really weak point of this movie. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're great points compared to Ray and Kylo and Luke, but the fact that this story is about them, it didn't matter to me that we didn't get to know anything about Snoke. It doesn't matter. He's the bad guy. He's just the head of the new version of the the new empire whatever their uh first order and i like that rain johnson just didn't feel the need to fill in that void like who cares he's just the guy in the chair he's just as decrepit looking as the emperor and we've seen this song and dance before this movie's villain is Kylo, so we only should care about Kylo. And this enormous twist where Kylo decides to take the New Order into his own hands and kills Emperor Snoke? Dude, that is awesome. I absolutely love yeah. that twist. I uh, I just wish we found out who Snoke was. But speaking of, speaking of First Order characters... Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of General Hux in The Force Awakens. I I thought he was okay, but I didn't really think anything about him other than that. Um, he is I lo- such 
a waste in this movie. I love um uh oh uh not Brendan Gleason, that's his dad. Um Oh, uh, uh Domel Gleason, sorry. I like Domel Gleason, but I kind of re- Okay, it's not it's not his performance. It's, yes. It's the way his character's written. Yes. I hate the way his character's written in this movie. He's a he's lot there, he's there literally just to be slapped around. Yeah, I mean, Rain dude, His first his first scene, they crack at your mama joke, which that's stupid, but then so, uh, yes, I'm I'm okay with him being. Uh, kind of the point of this movie is you have to look past what is immediately in front of you. Is what is in this movie constantly? It's 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 with Poe, it's with Hux, it's with Kylo, it's with Ray, it's with Finn at the end. It's constantly don't look at what's directly in front of you. Look at the look at the look at the war, not the battle. You can lose the battle and still win the war, but you can. Uh, you can win the battle and lose the war, or you can lose the battle and win the war. Um, Dude, that is such and, a perfect that is such a perfect analogy for this movie. I I couldn't have said it better myself. You. And he like I'm I'm cool with him being so blinded by I want to make sure that we get rid of them right now that he doesn't see that Poe's just stalling, and um, when Snoke comes in for the first time in this movie. Dude, he he literally is just like backhand slapping him basically. Just pinning him on the ground and spinning him around and and screaming at him. That's really childish. Um the stuff after Rey and Kylo have that incredible fight with Snoke's bodyguards. Granted, it's probably the most intense force choke we've seen in Star Wars, but when he's yelling at Kylo and Kylo just like, I I really thought Kylo would have just turned around and just dropped the f bomb and like f you, shut up and do what I say or I will put my lightsaber through your chest. Oh my god, um, I <laughs> I t- I remember texting you when that happened when he just throws him against the wall and drops him. I was just like, bam, shut up, Hux. Like, <laughs> it, dude, it is it is like the way they have his facial expressions and the coloration of his eyes uh, is pretty intense. But um, like that scene, he's just he's just a patsy um, when they're attacking the, the base on the pl- on the on the planet. He's just a patsy because he's repeating everything Kylo says because he has to give the orders He's he's written the beast such a pansy in this movie, and it's 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 it, and and it's not it's not a character that I'm like you ruined the character because I loved him. I just think you ruined the character because you made him a punching bag. I think it's just too big of an actor for how little written this character was. Like Domel Gleason is a relatively recognizable actor whether you like know his name or not like he's been in a lot of high profile things but he's so underwritten in this film compared to how kind of devilish he is in episode seven that in that regard i agree it is kind of disappointing how he's used in this movie um again just given who he is like they could have made him as menacing as um oh uh the the general in episode four but 
No, he is he, he is just a dummy uh, sandbag punching bag in this film. He well, he was he was not going to be Grand Moff Tarkin because they they weren't they weren't going to have a person in there uh, like him. I thought he I, I thought he had the potential to be like the uh, admiral uh, from Empire Strikes Back, and that's on the Super Star Destroyer in Return of the Jedi. Um, oh, okay. No, I remember what you're talking about. But yeah, I think he's a waste. Um, Rose. Oh my God. God! Can we can we can we talk about Rose and uh, Finn's? Me and you. By the way, me and you had the exact same comment about something she does in the movie. Like, dude, our texts were almost word for word. Okay, let, we were texting let's... each other throughout watching this. When she saves Finn, it we both te- just texted, "Oh f you, Rose! Just let Finn die." Hold on. Let's let's break it down from the very beginning as to like why this completely unsatisfying payoff actually feels so unsatisfying like let's go ahead and start with how utterly stupid the setup is that they have everything about her is is some of the most forced things i've ever seen in a movie okay well her her reveal is not that dumb to me like the fact that she is a low-level employee in the resistance like just supervising all these ships and like doing some technical stuff and her sister just died paul blart well, she's not Paul Blart. She's actually doing something other than riding a scooter. But Blart Wars. Uh, she, <laughs> like her her introduction is not a bad introduction, really. It's really not. But the fact that like uh they kind of bond over like some technical gibberish that they happen to both know, and then they both know how to stop the big evil ship. But no. We can't just go into the ship and cut half an hour out of this movie. We gotta call the character from episode 7 that barely anybody remembers, and then, oh, nope, I'm busy. You have to go all the way off to this casino planet. You have to go to... To, to have a political exposition about how people uh, profiteer off war from both sides, and they're really the worst the worst people in the world, not, um, not oh, the dude, dictators. It's... Oh, dude, it's, it's such not... a forced political message. Oh, no, dude, there's more messages than that. It's it's that uh, capitalism only profits the one percent. Uh, war profiters are evil. Uh, corporations are Drunk evil. Gremlins will shove coins in your robot. <laughs> Animal cruelty. Like it's it, it's so clumsily. Slavery tries to... is bad. If you didn't pick that up from episode one. It so clumsily tries to cram in all these ideas all into one while also saying that – But it's – its tone is so off from the rest of the movie because they keep cutting back to like the development of Kylo Ray and why uh, – or Kylo Ren. Dude, the but whole they're di- cutting, the whole diversion they're, they're, is they're just – They're developing him and it's a very dark development. They're cutting back to the desperation of the, of the rebel fleet trying to get away from – uh, from the Star Destroyer because if they if they don't they're going to die and there will be no more rebellion and then it just cuts back to Rose and Finn and the tone doesn't match dude it is so padded and pointless like sending them on this stupid adventure for no reason it's, when it cuts back to them it's so jarring it will give you whiplash oh it's again yeah you were saying it totally it just doesn't match at all in the end, it doesn't really matter because, like, oh, you have to find the guy with the special pen on his lapel. Which, by the way, do you know who that was when they finally found him? Hayden Christensen. No, Justin Thoreau. 
Um, I well, do you know who that is first? No. Uh, he was married to Jennifer Aniston for a minute, and he was in one of my favorite shows ever, The Leftovers. Um, and he actually was a writer on Iron Man three and Tropic Thunder. Um, oh well, I hate him. <laughs> Tropic Thunder anything was... to do with Iron Man three story wise? Screw you. Oh, calm um, down. Tropic Tropic Thunder's hilarious. Tropic Thunder's great. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was him. So anyway, but, like they find him, but then just kidding, they get arrested, and then they meet Benicio del Toro, and then in the end, he betrays as Stutters, the the Star Wars character. And then he ends up betraying them anyway, but it doesn't matter because Rose and him are in love. And then at the very end, in the are one... you okay? By the way, speaking of speaking of submitting an ex or subverting an expectation. One that doesn't really get talked about all that much, and I think it's just because it has to do with the Finn and Rose storyline in this movie, and no one ever likes talking about it. Were you okay with them killing Captain Phasma? I consider it the same kind of way that I consider Boba Fett. Like, cause, cause my my thing is, dude, Finn rocked the hell out of her helmet with one swing. I of that of that like stun baton thing dude he hit the hell out of that helmet i think it he hit it so hard it was just a met it is a cool character you don't like that pun I... he hit the hell out of helmet yes i heard you i <laughs> <laughs> i think that it's like boba fett in the fact that like it's a cool character that had, had cool potential armor. to be way more interesting Outside of just, oh, he's got cool armor, that both George Lucas and now Rain Johnson and J.J. Abrams to a certain extent just forgot was in the ensemble and just didn't do anything with them. Like, I yeah. I just feel bad that they were both wasted opportunities. Like, I, I wish she mattered more. Just kind of wish I – kind of like how I wish Boba Fett mattered more when you think about it. Yeah. But then they both kind of just really don't do anything. I think really what it was they just had – to me, the way I took it is they just made her so there would be a specific stormtrooper that was the villain. <gasps> they... Kind of like when you watch a kind of like when you watch a like a World War II movie, and they're like, "There's this one, like okay, Inglorious Bastards." Okay, she's the Christoph Waltz character of stormtroopers. Like, he's just another Nazi, like, but he's a high-ranking one and he's in charge. But he's like the evilest Nazi besides Hitler in that movie. But, That's what I feel like Phasma is. Is she's she's like the uber villain of the villains. It's really weird. But Captain Phasma didn't have Academy Award worthy monologues while drinking milk. I'm just saying. Yeah. I would say she's Captain Phasma, no, no, no. Here's Captain a better... Phasma did get her life screwed up because someone turned a spaceship around and jumped a light speed into a star destroyer. Hold on. She. She's more like the Michael Fassbender because, like Michael Fassbender in Inglorious Bastards, she and him are both only in the movie for a very finite amount of time. But I guess to relative extents, they both make the most out of it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that Lightspeed scene was incredible. But as awesome as that was, because I remember... I, there's certain parts of this movie I remember the first time seeing it and I will never forget the first time seeing uh, 
her like turn the ship and then once once the first order realizes oh dear god she's gonna jump into light speed right at us because it's her only defense was when i realized it too and i was like no and then it has the edit to show it and i was like that is the ballsiest thing i've ever seen in star wars i want to applaud this i also love the sound it makes where it's like it, you mean it's the utter like, silence it makes well it's silent and then it's just like <clears throat> oh yeah no that's that was i remember seeing that in my theater and i could hear audible just <gasps> just gasp yeah. all throughout the theater that was so that was still one of my favorite theatrical moments that year what was it 2017 16 whatever year it was yeah anyway uh back to the rose stuff so Right. Let's, let's, let's keep complaining about Rose for another five minutes. <laughs> well, because once I'm done doing that, I'm going to complain about Holda. Um, well, there's only one other thing to complain about is the big, uh, well, not sacrifice in the end. Finn, Finn's going to sacrifice himself to stop the the big, you know, what they call it, the battering ram cannon. Sure, let's he's call gonna, it the He's going to do what he can to to, to destroy it. And, and Poe learned his lesson. He's like, no, pull back. we got to save. We're, they're picking us all off. We're not going to have any soldiers left, we're, and we're going to have to abandon this base anyway. Let's just save our soldiers and, and leave. And Finn's like, no, no, let me kill him. Let me destroy him. And to me, it makes more sense because he used to be in the First Order. So it's like, all right, this maybe this is his vindication for what he did in the First Order. That's and what it should have been. I was, that is what it should have been. I was very okay. I, I, oddly enough, like Finn, I, I had come to peace with him dying. He should have. And then, and then Rose just Leroy Jenkins herself into being a being the center of attention for no reason. Dude, and if stops she, him from if she died instead of him, and then he's got to live on with that guilt, that could have potentially well, been only, even better. That yeah, that would have been better. But also, it would have been better because we wouldn't have to see her in any more movies. But no, it's. Uh, out of but like, no, it's we. We're it gonna was, win by it, not not by destroying what we hate, but saving what we love. And then she kisses him, and Finn's like, "What are you doing?" And then she goes into a coma. Rain Johnson had a four, had an A through a D answer choice when picking how to end that scene. Poe dies. And he went with Z. Poe dies. Rose dies. Rose saves the day. None of the above. And he picked C, and C was the worst answer. Like, yeah. Or no, D could have been. They both died, and then that would have been better than one or the other. But nope, Rose saves him because. It's, okay, honestly, honestly, it's like, all right, your your house is on fire, and you want to prevent it from spreading everywhere else. Do you a grab water to put the fire out? Do you b uh, spray spray the grass around your or spray the lawn around your house so that it, it's it's not dry and it, it the fire just chokes itself out. Do you uh see? Do you uh start bucket like putting buckets of water out and not wait for the fire department? Or do you d just light everything else on fire because technically the fire didn't spread so you still kind of win. He picked D. It's a stupid – like, yeah, it technically is a good answer or is the correct answer, but it's a stupid answer anyway. 
he 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 decided to subvert our expectations by giving us a giving us an end to that sequence that literally nobody would like not not one or the other it's just a universally hated scene i wonder i wonder how many theaters booed when that happened oh dude i could see the back of my skull like i've said that a few times for things that i really hated in movies throughout this show i oh my god this would be top five one of my least favorite scenes i've seen I think I heard – I thought I heard Kelsey. It might have been someone else in our theater, but the first time I saw it, I thought I heard Kelsey go, what? Kelsey does not talk in movies. Does she and not? And be like – no, she don't like – she'll she'll talk to me, but she's – like she doesn't like do like me where she just has like some some reactions. She's like, what the heck? Um, okay, so – Rose stuff over. Rose is stupid. Shouldn't have been in the movie, but now she and she's she's clearly going to be in the next one because I've seen her in trailers. Um, well, yeah, she obviously lived. She's obviously. Hopefully, be they the- subvert my expectations of her being in the movie and just like they're like, yeah, she was on a Tie Fighter, it blew up. Who cares? Um, well, yeah, she's on the. I actually have uh, I have a Star Wars Episode Nine preview of Entertainment Weekly, and she's on the cover of it. God. I really don't like her. And it's not even so much that like it's a bad acting performance. Like it's not an annoying character. It's just it's a dumb one that doesn't need to be in the movie. It's an extremely um, poorly written character alongside with Poe. It's, it's not okay. It's but it's different than Jar Jar. I'm not saying like, Jar I'm not Jar bring, I'm not bringing Jar Jar into this. I'm just saying that well, like no, 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 no. Rose and herself saying, is a bad I'm character. Just, I'm I'm not well I'm bringing Jar Jar up just to be like there's a difference between these two characters. No one wanted Jar Jar because he didn't do anything and he was annoying. I don't want Rose because it's not even so much that she's annoying. It's just everything about her feels forced and I don't think the story is improved with her being in it. I wouldn't necessarily say forced, but I agree that she absolutely does not add anything to this movie. If anything, it's just like the it's just like they kind of had Poe and they needed some sort of forced motivation for his story to keep going Finn? forward or Finn sorry they just kind of needed a reason for Finn to have a C story during this movie and they just I don't know I I feel like Rain just kind of made this up on the fly and just kind of forgot that he had Finn to work with because Kylo clearly had a great story to go with Luke and uh, Ray had a great story to go with Poe I mean I felt bad for Poe because Finn? he Yes, he was being reckless, but he had a reason to be reckless and angry by the end of the movie. And then Finn is just kind of like, oh, yeah, Finn is in this movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it feels like they forgot to develop him. And then right before they went to go shoot, they're like, oh, crap, we got to do something for Finn. Um, and speaking of lending absolutely nothing to the story, Vice Admiral Holda. By played by the great Laura Dern. Let us not forget she. Jesus. <laughs> she was this in Jurassic is... Park. You bite your tongue. The, and I'm not even saying this dumb character. I, I. Her smugness towards Poe of you were demoted. You don't listen to orders. That's warranted. Dude, since the first time I've seen this movie, at this time it was really like insufferably stupid why the hell does she not tell anyone her plan dude honestly three times watching this movie i still have no idea 
That will forever be the unanswered what? question with this movie. What did she stand to gain from that? Nothing. She she literally, by not doing that, the only thing that was going to happen is people are going to think you don't have an idea, and they're gonna and you're gonna cause a mutiny because they're gonna do whatever they have to to save not only their lives but their their purpose. I hope there's some historian that's just is like, and the admiral. I mean, it... the admiral sacrificed her life. To save the remainder of us. Uh, she also only... killed. She also killed half the fleet unnecessarily because she wouldn't tell anybody what her plan was before killing herself. Like <laughs> the only okay, the only thing I can think of, and maybe, and I like I said, I've not done much with this movie. I have not watched the deleted scenes. Maybe if there was a deleted scene where after they're like, hey. The First Order tracked us through hyperspace. They're not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, there's no way they can track us through hyperspace. It's not possible. If Poe and Rose, or I'm sorry, Finn and Rose figured out, hey, they've got some sort of like active tracker, and then it cuts to like Vice Admiral Holda, Leia, and other people being like, there has to be a mole. So we can't trust anyone to not just give out our location if we jump to hyperspace or to give out our plans. If they would have planted a seed of a mole or like a double agent in the rebellion, her not telling the plan works a little bit. They never say that in the movie. So I have no friggin' clue what they're doing. I... Yes, it's a very cool scene... (laughs) Okay, Beth, yes, I... Yes, Beth, it is a very angry moment in the movie for us, too. You can calm down. Um, Beth's like, hell yeah, light speed murder. Yeah, she she it's did, the like... the fastest murder in the galaxy. She had she had no care for that scene, either. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I... Dude, I completely agree. Like, I... Uh, I don't know. You kind of summed it up better than I could. I uh, I got nothing to add to that. Um, did we kind of go through all the big bullet points with this? I'm just thinking, like, if there was anything only, else. Only thing I can think of that's left is who would you cast Nick Cage as? Oh, that's a great question. Um, do you have a name offhand while I think of mine? Um. Thanks, Beth. Uh, I honestly, I probably would have cast Nick Cage as, um, I don't have the name, but when Leia gets shot out and she comes back in the coma and, uh, they, she goes in the coma and then they have like that meeting and they're like, there's only 400 and the person's like, there's only 400 of us left on three different ships. Oh, you're talking about that blonde lady that was breaking down everything? I would I would cast him as her. Just be like, it's only 400 of us left on three ships. Leia's in a coma. We can't get through to her. Um, or I would have cast him as the guy on that medical freighter that gets blown up. That's like his eyes are popping out of his head when he gets shot. Oh. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? He's like, it's been an honor. And he's like, he looks like he's trying to like look into her soul. Right, right. Okay, now I know what you got you're talking about. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, Those are my two picks. I I think that would have been hilarious if he did the voiceover for the guy in the casino that was like, well, I told him not to park there, and then they ended up parking there anyway. <laughs> and then they run into... Speaking of, speaking of the casino planet, we didn't really touch on it all that much. Yes, uh, yes. The, oh, well, I mean, what else is there to touch on other than it completely derails the, the movie? The Jedi. I, I, the kids of Jedi. I, I texted you, or I, I almost texted you. I actually do not like the final shot of this movie. I do like the message it conveys of, you know, a Jedi can be anybody. But, man, I, I am, I, I don't care for anything with those kids on that planet. I stand by my statement. I really like that. What the last shot alludes to with it, like, I think, uh-huh. I think that again is a cool, excuse me, is a cool setup, like. How they kind of been playing hot potato with these movies, like J.J. Abrams at the hot potato. Uh, this happens, this happens, this happens. Uh, all right, you go. Or it's like that improv game and like some acting classes where you kind of just are finishing where each Peter other. Where Peter just says and. Yeah, the and game. And okay, so uh, episode seven happens and uh, and then Rain Johnson's just like uh, episode eight happens and uh, and and it goes and back then to J.J. Abrams. Thanksgiving pilgrims. I guess in this, I guess in this case, uh, the end game went to Colin Trevorrow, and then Colin Trevorrow was just like, "Uh, I tap out. Go back to JJ." Like, <laughs> it's. I I think it's interesting that this movie had such backlash to it that Disney blames the the backlash for why Solo did bad. Solo was not that great, but I find it interesting. I find it interesting that they at least acknowledged. Hey, people hated this movie. Like they announced it publicly. They're like, "Oh, it was the backlash from this movie." Was it? Was I, it really? No, dude. This is not that bad a movie. I know it's. I know you're on one side of the war versus the other side, but I. I'm literally in the middle. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm squarely in. I think this is a really good movie. Again, it does have issues with it, but. I think this is a very good movie. I hope history is kinder to this film than its immediate release was, which... Oh my god, have we not talked about Yoda? Oh, I... I The biggest thing... I love I, Yoda in this movie. The biggest thing I have to say is that I love that they use a puppet, and then they just kind of CG it to make it look like a ghost, but it's still a puppet, like... I love that he's, like, slapping his knees and laughing. Oh, it's Goofy Yoda from the sixth film again. Like, I love Goofy Yoda. Dude, Goofy Yoda is awesome. Like, it's not it's not the wise Yoda that knows how to also wield a lightsaber. Like, this is the kooky, like, maybe he sips some whiskey in before the camera rolled Yoda. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that scene, too, when he gives Luke the pep talk. Like, that was another moment that really kind of solidified with me, like, an that Luke actually goes through an arc in this movie where Luke has had some stuff happen to him where, oh, wow, this is not the same Luke. And then, okay, now it makes sense that Luke had some problems. And then... But we still got the same Yoda. And then Yoda's who pulls him out of it in the end. Like, is that not a beautiful arc? Like... Yeah. I love that he says, uh... He says basically the same thing to him as as when he met him. His head's always, he's always looking to the sky. His head's in the clouds, never focused on what he was doing, where he was. Oh, how I've missed, oh, Luke, how I've missed you. 
Ugh, yeah. I, lo- I love Yoda in this. And I love that... I thought that was another thing that people complained about was like, well, he was going to destroy the temple, and then Rey destroyed it anyway? Like, I... I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I I think it was I I think if Luke destroyed the temple, he would have set it on fire and then went Oh my god, what have I done? Like like what Walter did when he burned the money in Breaking Bad. And oh, then just, and then he just stands started... there. He stands there for like 5 seconds and then he just dumps it in the pool to put out the money. Right. Yeah. This is Breaking Bad by the way. Um, <laughs> for listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I got nothing to t- really talk about more about this movie. I, I don't either, other than I'll just say it again because it's worth saying. I'm on Team Star Wars Episode Eight is good. It is a full pan in my in my book. I I really, really like it. Go Rain Johnson. I hope you get to direct an episode of Mandalorian Season 2. I'm on team. It's okay. The people that reacted negatively to this movie massively overreacted. But at the same time, I think the people that, you know, just absolutely love it need need to at least acknowledge and, and address like Dan does the several things in this movie that don't work. Um, but this is not the worst one. It's the most controversial one. It's not the worst one because I wasn't bored at any. Okay, I was bored during the casino stuff. I wasn't <laughs> bored through a large majority of this movie, like I was with Solo or with uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. I was at least entertained through a large majority of this, and it it, it at least the things that it didn't do right. At least it was willing to take risks on it. It's not like the other ones that I didn't really like where it just felt like they're like it didn't work because it went too conservative. This one didn't work because they're like, we're going to if we're going to go down, we're going to go down trying. Oh, absolutely. Like you saying that within the film, we may lose a battle, but we'll win the war. And if this movie's not going to work, well, at least we're going to go down trying to make it the best movie that we can. That's a great way to – I think that's the best positive way that you can look at this movie, whether you look, whether you like it or not. I – this movie definitely doesn't lose points for for effort. Um. <laughs> it tried. Yeah, it tried. Yes, and I think that's a great reason to commend uh, Ryan for this movie. I really hope he continues to be a part of Star Wars. So I and think – And he made a pretty good movie that we saw last week. Oh, yeah, no, he's a great director, um, and he directed, like you were saying, he directed a lot of iconic Breaking Bads, like, no, I I, I hope this guy continues to have a great Wait, career. Wait, did he direct, did he direct the, the episode I was just talking about where he, Walt dumps the money in the pool? Oh, dude, I have no idea. You gotta tell me the exact episode title. The only I ones that no I, idea. the only ones that I know he directed were my favorite episodes, uh, Fly and Ozymandias. Okay. Um, but yeah, with that, let us take a very brief break and then let you know what to expect next week. All right, everybody, welcome back. 
A huge shout out to Isla Marfin of Fugay for the music provided for the show. Thank you so much for these bonus episodes. <laughs> Thank you so much for these bonus episodes along with Central our main. <laughs> Thank, thank you for these in the bonus episodes along with our main episodes. Um, as we were alluding to at the start, guys, this is it. We don't have a bonus. We're done! <laughs> we don't we have... can go outside. <laughs> we don't. It's have... cold now, but we're done. We don't. Yes. We can have lives again. We don't have any bonus episodes for you, at least for the time being. Um, and for a while. Because yes. this really took a toll on us. Yes, it has been a long 11 weeks, but it has honestly been so worth it. Um, we we got, will. We got we got midway through the original trilogy, and I think me and Dan both went, "My God, what did we do?" Well, yes, we we will get more in detail with it. Um, we're gonna recap what it was like for us to do this for 11 weeks, and we're gonna rank definitively uh, all the Star Wars films. Um, we're including we're gonna add episode nine while we're reviewing the movie, but initially it will be just episodes one through eight plus the prequel films. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, while you are listening to this, uh, we will be having a week off because we need it, and I didn't plan it like that on purpose. We're really tired. I honestly, I did not plan it on purpose, but I'm really glad it ended up uh with my poor planning because we need a week off. <laughs> <laughs> we've been yeah going... we we were off by a week when we started because dan the the one with the phantom menace i uh i talked with i was talking with dan i was like when is the latest we can start and he goes it has to be this week and then we we got like three episodes remaining in this mini series and dan goes i was off by a week <laughs> well that's a blessing in disguise dude like we've been going at this for three months and two two months well little... oh no, yeah three yeah it's been yeah Yes, and honestly, our episode that will be coming out after everybody's listening to this episode is a very big episode, so <laughs> not having a Star Wars movie to go along with it is great for our schedule, so. <laughs> and great for our family lives, so that Dan can see his wife and I can see my fiance. Yeah, we're so close to Christmas, too, while you guys are listening to this one. Um, yes, it's... we. We basically, because of this miniseries, have constantly been in show mode for three months. And because this this added this added an extra night of watching a movie and then an extra night of recording. So we basically have always been in show mode for three straight months. It's going to be really nice to shut that off. And you're welcome, guys, for any of you that have appreciated it. We've, we're thankful that you listened. And for those of you who don't appreciate it, you better... This is not us complaining at all. I have loved that we've done this. It's a little bit complaining. It's felt. <laughs> I feel the same right now that I felt when I finished the first 5K run I ever did in high school. It. I don't even know if I've ever run 5K like combined. It was a lot of fun at the start. I was very worried in the middle. I was exhausted at the end. And then when I started episode eight, I caught my second wind. And now we've crossed the finish line. And I can't wait to chug a bottle of water and eat some watermelon and fruit and just celebrate the fact that we did this marathon. I I'm so happy that we did this. Trust me, we are going to be laughing I'm glad, about this. I'm really I, I'm really glad we did this. I'm also really glad it's over. 
Well, uh, it, well, it won't be over because until, it was exhausting. Well, it won't be over until we finish the Rise of Skywalker. Like, I mean the bonus episodes thing. Right. No, I'm kidding. I know what you mean. And um, <laughs> but yeah, with that, we are just definitely, like Kylo Ren said. You have to let the old things die. Let the mini episodes die. Yes, we are not doing any more bonus episodes, um, at least until spring. Um, so with that, um, <laughs> and even then, we'll probably wait until like almost summer. We are definitely taking a break, and if you guys have any ideas that you want us um, to look into for a bonus recap, um, preferably a trilogy instead of an elevenology, um, <laughs> um, go ahead and email that to us. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, those specific handles. Nick, let the guys know where they can reach out to us. Facebook, Brandon Points Guide to Cinema uh twitter at brownie underscore cinema and instagram brownie underscore points underscore guide all through those show logo is the uh, profile picture the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it we also have a email address brownie points guide to cinema at gmail.com send us like dan was saying ideas for stuff you want us to do whether it's countdown ideas uh mini series ideas uh list trailers you want us to talk about movies you want to make sure we go out of our way to see or time machine recommendations because frankly uh the most recent time machine recommendation dan has not watched yet but i watched today my god was it amazing um so yeah talk to us please we're lonely now that we don't have star wars movies to review and if you are listening to us and have not hit that subscribe button go ahead and do that whether it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, wherever you're listening to us, leave a star review, write a written review, share us on Instagram or Facebook, whatever your preferred social media presence is. Anything you do to help spread the word, we appreciate it. Whether uh, you've listened to us from the very beginning or if you just now joined us because of these Star Wars episodes or just kind of joined us and kind of late on the regular show, we're just happy that you're on board with us. Um, we love doing these shows and we are continuing onward and forward with our regular episodes. This is it for star Wars. Um, like, like I was saying, it's been a blast. I can't wait till our next, uh, mini series, which again, yes, I will wait until 2020 because <laughs> we do need a break. But, um, whenever, whenever, you propose, the- if you propose one, midwinter and you're like i think we should start doing this and i feel like do you not remember october and november <laughs> whenever the time feels right i can't wait to do another one but yes right now is not the time we <laughs> we also we also will probably space the next one out a little more than every week yes i mean we'll we'll iron out those details but for now let us just relish in the fact that we have watched all 11 live action star wars films and we will watch the 12th film next week on our regular episode of Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. So, with that, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this bonus recap, especially if you've been with us all the way since Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. It has been a blast. We will catch you on the regular feed. We'll see you there. I'm going to go home and rethink my life.
you had you had your chance. Like she died. You blow up the bridge of a spaceship she's on and she gets sucked out into space. There you go. You got your out. She's dead. She died in the movie. And she's then when she's floating out in space. I remember in the theater, I didn't I didn't shout this, but I remember in the theater when her finger twitches, I went, You have your out. What are you doing? Like you got it. She's dead. Like you don't need to do anything anymore. And then she's like, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. And then she ends up back in the in the ship. 